0: Welcome to Season 4 of Pick the Plot. I'm your host, Rebecca McKinnon. This season, we step into a fairy tale. What secrets hide in the woods? Which paths will we take? Who will we trust? It's up to you, because on this podcast, the listeners get to pick the plot. At the end of our last episode... Crimson had to decide if she would keep the wolves hidden, or if she would allow Sawyer to see them. Your votes have Sawyer meeting a wolf. Episode 6. Facing Sawyer. Crimson flexed her fingers in Hunter's fur as she peered through the trees. Sawyer's cart filled the narrow road, his placid mare content to stretch her neck to the side and nibble the grass. Crimson turned her gaze to the garden, but there was no movement. The chickens were still in the henhouse, and the insects and animals that visited her daily were still waking in their nests and dens. The windows were shuttered, and the door to the cottage stood open as she'd left it when she'd run away with the wolves. No hint of light spilled from inside. Then, as she watched, Sawyer stepped into the doorway. A bundle of fabric spilled from his hands. Crimson's cloak. Sawyer's brow furrowed and his eyes swept the woods. Crimson lowered her head. She wasn't ready to leave the wolves. But Sawyer worried. He'd been a friend too long for Crimson to ignore his concern. I should go. A low growl rumbled in Hunter's throat and the guard surrounding them tightened as the wolves responded. I'll be fine. Crimson realized she was scratching Hunter's ears and stilled her hand. These creatures deserved more respect than to be treated as dogs. Hunter raised his snout as he watched her. Satisfied with what he saw, he dipped his chin in a slow nod as he spoke in her mind. You believe your words. I take longer to trust. I've known Sawyer all my life. He's a friend, one of the few I have. I'm coming with you. Crimson started to protest, but Hunter's voice firmed with resolve. We've waited for you for generations. Now we've found you, we're sworn to protect you, even from those who claim to be friends. Sawyer won't let me be harmed. She kept her voice even as she tried to explain. My concern is for the pack. Most humans fear wolves. When people fear something, it's natural for them to attempt to destroy it. I'll come alone, Hunter said. He looked at the guard wolves, and one by one, as his eyes narrowed at them, they stepped away. Not far, but enough that Hunter and Crimson would be able to pass. When his eyes fell on Crimson, she refused to step back. They'll hide themselves in the woods, nearby, in case they're needed. Crimson shook her head. Perhaps she was learning to speak with her mind as the wolves did. Or perhaps Hunter was adept at reading human expressions. He pulled his lips back from his teeth, and in her mind she heard barking laughter. How do you think to stop me? You can go on your own, but I'll follow. A queen has a guard, even if that guard is a single wolf. Crimson threw her hands in the air. Then come, before Sawyer's worry gets the better of him, and he enters the woods. He'd find more than he's searching for. Wolfish laughter filled her head. There were dozens of voices represented. Deep and scratchy. High and thin. Raspy. Smooth. Old. One voice was the excited yip of youth. Crimson paused in front of each of the guard wolves, resting her hand on each head. Thank you. Satisfied, the guards settled on their haunches. Braiding her fingers in Hunter's fur, Crimson passed between the trees, leaving their embrace behind. The weight of Sawyer's gaze pulled her eyes to his. Before her cloak landed on the cottage threshold, Sawyer was moving. His long legs ate away the distance as he broke into a run. A growl felt more than heard rippled up Crimson's arm from Hunter. She reassured him with a scratch, then released him and stepped forward. Then Sawyer was there, his arms going around her as he pulled her close. Crimson stilled. While Sawyer had sparred with her, and worked alongside her, and been her friend for many years, he'd never held her. His warmth seeped into limbs she hadn't realized were chilled and she leaned into the embrace. As she relaxed against him, he stiffened and pushed her away, his hands grasping her shoulders. He held her at arm's length, as if he couldn't decide if he should hold her again or step back. What are you doing? Crimson stared. He was the one who'd embraced her. As I was passing, your door was open. You weren't in the garden or the cottage. Your hearth was cold. He narrowed his eyes. Your cloak hung beside the door. I forgot it. Sawyer huffed. You never leave your cloak, not even in the heat of summer. The cloak wasn't thick, but in the winter it held in Crimson's heat. In the summer, it kept her cool. Yet even Crimson knew her friend wasn't upset about the cloak itself, only what it represented. I'm sorry to have worried you. He leaned toward his cart, hiding his expression from her. You left in haste. Hunter drew alongside Crimson and leaned against her leg. Comfort and strength poured into her. Crimson shook her head, but with Sawyer's back to her, he didn't see. I didn't plan to be gone long. There seemed no harm in the way I left things. No harm when you didn't know who might be on the road? No harm, after I warned you of the increased number of wolves? He swung around, and he finally noticed the wolf at Crimson's side. This is Hunter. Crimson set her hand between the wolf's ears. Hunter, this is my friend Sawyer. Sawyer snapped his loosened jaw closed. You went looking for the wolves yourself, and you found one, and named it. Hunter's voice growled in her head. Don't explain. Humans won't understand. Crimson couldn't reply without confusing Sawyer, so she sent a thought toward Hunter with all the strength of her mind. I'm human. Does that mean I don't understand? Hunter's laughter filled her. You're not merely human. The pack has claimed you as one of our own. My queen. While Crimson didn't feel like a queen, something was changing in her. She'd spoken to Hunter's mind. Pushing the accomplishment aside to think about later, she answered Sawyer. I didn't name him. He's always been Hunter. It may not make sense, and I can't explain how I know it. Sawyer looked to where the sun hovered just above the horizon, then back to his cart. The other village will wait. Our discussion won't. The wolf. Hunter, Crimson reminded. Sawyer's mouth turned down at the corners. Hunter is tame enough, but does he have to eat from the table? Shouldn't he be outside? And let the wolf near the hen house? Crimson knew Hunter wouldn't bother her hens, but she couldn't let the chance to go to Sawyer pass. Hunter won't cause any trouble, and he isn't eating. It was true. Crimson's breakfast was half-eaten in front of her, but Hunter hadn't had a bite. She had offered him meat, and he'd gently refused with the reminder that the woods provided all he needed. Sawyer watched her interactions with Hunter, his face perplexed. You've not once mentioned this wolf, yet you both act as if you know what the other is thinking. As she thought, Crimson watched the fire Sawyer had built. There was no way to explain without sharing the truth. She trusted Sawyer, But until Hunter had learned to trust him as well, it felt wrong to share the story. Before she could choose the right words, Sawyer broke the silence. You know the villagers are concerned about the wolves. They want to be rid of them, Crimson said, but the wolves have done the village no harm. It's enough the wolves have been in the village. Hunter snorted and thought at Crimson. Not true. One of the younger wolves followed the river out of the woods. He didn't realize how far he'd gone until he saw the village. He turned around, but an old man on the road saw him. Sawyer didn't seem to notice the interruption. They've talked of taking a hunting party into the woods. What if they'd done so and you were wandering through the trees? The darkness would have hidden who you were, and their arrows might have been your end. But they didn't hunt last night. Crimson reached across and placed her hand over Sawyer's in an effort to soothe him. Even if they had, they wouldn't have found me. Your trust in the woods was sweet when you were a child, but you've been grown for years. Sawyer dropped his eyes to her hand on his. He flipped his hand over and twined his fingers in hers. Promise me you won't go into the woods until the hunting party has disbanded. Crimson shook her head. She couldn't make such a promise. Hunter rested his head on her leg. What you told me in the woods is true. This man doesn't want to hurt my queen, only to protect you. That's no reason to demand an impossible promise, she thought back. Can you not see what's before you? Hunter's voice in her head was quiet, thoughtful. This human loves you. Before the words could burrow their way into Crimson's heart, hoofbeats pounded to a stop outside, and there was a shout of greeting. Soya released her hand and went to open the door. Crimson went to the window. The round man at her garden gate wore a large silver pin on his chest. She was too far away to see the details, but she knew them anyway, just as she knew the man who wore it. A line that started narrow at the top and widened as it curved first one way, then the other, before circling around a cluster of tiny homes. The symbol the leader of the village wore when he was on official business His voice as he spoke to Sawyer reached the window as a rumble, making it impossible to hear what words were spoken. Hunter rose up on his hind legs and rested his front paws on the window ledge beside Crimson's elbows. His voice drifted into her mind. They're hunting wolves tonight. The visitor looked toward the cottage before nodding at Sawyer and taking his leave. When Sawyer returned, his face was tight. A hunting party from the village is going into the woods tonight. Crimson wanted to rush to him, to hold him there, because she was certain he'd been asked to join the villagers. Instead, she nodded. Are you joining them? You know I have to. Something in his eyes unsettled Crimson. He nodded. Promise me you'll stay home tonight. How could she promise such a thing? The wolves. Her wolves would be under attack. While she knew the woods could keep them hidden, she didn't want to risk that this would be the time it didn't. Crimson. Sawyer stepped close to her and rested his palm on her cheek. Please stay safe. There will be too many of them for me to keep all of them from shooting at the first sign of movement. She looked into his eyes, unprepared for the emotion she saw there. Glancing away, she met Hunter's steady gaze. How could she possibly choose? Should Crimson go into the woods with the pack, or should she listen to Sawyer? It's up to you. You can cast your vote at RebeccaMcKinnon.com slash PickThePlot. Voting will be open for one week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to seeing where our story goes from here. Thanks for listening.